Hello, and this is David Clive Price, and you're so welcome today to the Asia Business Network Expert Series. Coming up today, we're going to talk about the thoughtful leader and how you can develop the leadership qualities to win in, in international markets, such as those of Asia. And we have an awesome guest in the experts chair today. It's Mindy Gibbons-Klein. Mindy is founder and director of Real Thought Leaders, the book midwife and Panoma Press Business Publishing. She is a highly sought-after speaker to executive audiences. She also develops and presents workshops and training programs for top business leaders. She has spoken to thousands of people in many countries around the world. She is the author and co-author of seven books, including bestseller 24 Carat Bold, the standard for real thought leaders, and she has just published a new book, the Thoughtful Leader, How to Use Your Head and Your Heart to Inspire Others. So we're thrilled to have her here today. Mindy, welcome. Thanks a lot, David. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. So let's start off with something that perhaps goes to the heart of your work, and that is, how do you define thought leadership? <laughs> thought leadership uh, it wasn't a term a lot of people were using until about five or six years ago. And uh, now I think people are catching on. How I define it is truly exciting and new and disruptive thinking. So we're talking about ideas that really shake things up uh, in every industry and in every area of life and business. So you know when something just turns your head and you think, wow, that's different. And we, we don't see so much of that <laughs> these days because uh, a lot of things sound same old, same old. So we're aiming to um, find those ideas, those disruptive, creative, exciting new things that will open things up for, as I say, people in their life and business. And do you think that um, thought leadership sometimes seems a bit uh, devalued by the fact that that Many people claim to be thought leaders or have thought leadership thrust upon them. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you're saying that it's uh, really original and comp uh, disruptive, innovative ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. How do you see thought leadership um, spreading out, as it were, and being devalued in the sense that, uh, that uh, people claim it when they're, they're not really thought leaders as such? Well, firstly, <laughs> I don't believe she, anybody should call himself or herself a thought leader. Right. That's for the market to decide, and right. I've said that for many years. The, um, the sad thing is when people talk about articles and blogs and content and call that thought leadership. So they call every article and blog and content thought leadership. Well, how can it be? <laughs> it's an article <laughs> or it's, you know, a piece of writing. Um, and, and that does devalue it. And, and then people get a bit cynical about it. So one first rule is never call yourself one. Yeah, right. Second rule is um, really be discerning uh, in terms of what you read, but especially what you write and what you say and plan your content so that, it does offer something new and, and aim to be a thought leader, even though you're never going to call yourself one. Right. And um, what do you think then are the best ways to become a thought leader, as, especially in a cross-cultural context, as many mm -hmm. of my listeners will uh, 
be involved in a cross-cultural context? Yes, well, this is a concept that first um, was presented in 24 Karat Bold, my other book, and it has three components, um, real thought leadership. So the first is having the idea, you know, this this really innovative idea, and that's a subjective thing, but, you know, it's having a really great creative new thought or, or angle on something. Then the, you have to have the courage to share that, and that's where a lot of people fall down. They think, oh, I don't know, is it interesting enough? Is it original enough? Right. And they hold back. And especially some cultures, you know, it's really not the done thing to be putting yourself out there all the time and saying, I have a great new idea. Um, You know, it's encouraged, people are encouraged to be more subtle and um, maybe more reserved, including in the UK, I'm talking about compared to the US where I grew up. So having that courage to share is a big thing for many people. They don't they don't know how or they are afraid. And then finally, the third component, and this is the bit that you can't really control, um, this is where you are recognized for those ideas and you, you begin to be talked about, written about. Uh, if you are talking about social media, your ideas are shared and reposted and retweeted and all that sort of thing. Um, but I say you can't control it you can influence it by really working on your idea and finding the best ways to share it because, you know, it depends who you're trying to influence. There's so many different media nowadays, picking the right ones, doing it at the right intervals, so not too often, um, but enough. (laughs) And there's lots and lots of uh, components to it, which is why I find it really exciting work. And I guess uh, having really good and exciting ideas is also one of the main um, necessities for becoming a thought leader. Um, as you say, it's something that, as it were, comes to you um, by a lot of um, hard work and by a gradual process of um, getting your original thoughts and exciting ideas out into the out into the world. But as you yeah. say, can also think. I also think that perhaps in, in, in cultures like those in Asia, it's not so easy to become a thought leader because um, individualism as such is not, uh, is not encouraged to the extent that we like to, pu- you know, to put ourselves out there more in Anglo-Saxon countries. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you 100%. Mm. And that's what I was um, talking about where it may not be encouraged in well, in society or in the organization in which you work. Um, and as such, you might not have learned those skills. So somebody living in a culture where uh, it's, it's not the done thing, they may not even know where to start and they may not trust their own ideas and, and individualism and they, they may not want to stick their head above the parapet, as we say here. They may not want to have the spotlight on them. So it's a choice. Fault leadership is definitely a choice. Um, What I'm aiming to do is help people explore the options, understand what's possible, understand um, how to do it if they choose to become known and and, want to raise their profile, which is really what we're talking about, Um, to, to understand how to do it better and more quickly, I guess. Well, your new book is called the thoughtful leader, the thoughtful leader. And yes. tell me, 
Is thoughtful leadership different from thought leadership? <laughs> well, I, I enjoy writing and speaking about thought leadership, but as you rightly said, David, so many people abuse the term, it's become overused, it's misunderstood, and uh, thoughtful leadership is related to thought leadership. What it really means is putting real thought into your thought leadership, and that means thinking deeper, think, spending more time planning and crafting messages, really digging deep to figure out what it is that you have to say, what it is you believe about key topics and key issues in your industry or in your world, and how you're going to share them, and thinking about the other people that you interact with. Ah, yes. You know, so it's a lot of thought going in. And so what I'm aiming to do with this, this new work is help people develop those great ideas and come up with better ideas, ones that have had more thought put into them. It sounds quite simple, uh, but like most simple things, people don't always do them. And uh, they may not realize that things have, have moved on, times have changed, and you can't just slap, a, slap an article together and put it online and think that it's going to get lots of attention unless you put the proper thought into it. Yes, uh, I think in, in, in some ways thought by itself or in the intellectual part of ourselves is not enough to succeed in the modern world, especially of business. Um, I see that your subtitle is How to Use Your Head and Your Heart to Inspire Others. Mm -hmm. And perhaps it's that part of thoughtfulness that is so important to leaders uh, these days, particularly I'm thinking again of uh, doing business in international markets, overseas, in other cultures. The thoughtfulness is... Uh, required for placing yourself in the shoes of others, placing yourselves in the hearts of others, being mm. able to um, understand how they think and be uh, what they believe in, what they f you know, feel on a daily basis, which may be rather different from the cultural background that we've grown up in. So, that's, yeah, so there's that's a it. Yes, I, um, I, I wonder if you'd like to say a bit more about that thoughtfulness aspect of what you call bearing, sharing, and daring to care in your book. Yes, there's a lot of rhyming words, but I had fun anyway. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's the place where people need to get to next. You're absolutely right. Um, just putting the intellectual thought into something isn't, it doesn't always uh, cut it. It's not always enough. And thinking about others... It's something that, you know, we think we understand how to do, but in a competitive world, in a stressful situation, it's the thing that we don't always do. And I'm speaking about myself as well. Uh, I had to reflect quite deeply, putting the book together and thinking, you know, I'm not perfect in any of these areas, but where I've had success, especially recently, is where I've just taken a step back. And as you said, thinking about the other person, there are two meanings of the word thoughtful. Um, it, 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 English may be the only language where the word thoughtful can have two very diverse meanings, you know, putting thought in as well as caring. Um, it's, it's special. It, if you can manage to do both, you will have such an edge over other people and you will be able to achieve a lot more in your relationships and in business. And, and that's exciting. 
because you know it's it i think it's become very competitive in the business uh, world and you know it's not so much fun when you feel you're you're just fighting and stressed out all the time so you know i, I really hope that good people can achieve more success with this yes i think emotional intelligence is becoming more uh, important on the corporate agenda more leaders are talking about their feelings about their stories um, mm. relating to their teams in and employees in different ways than simply on the you know usual top-down and uh, logical rational way and this is the business that the decision-making process is like this etc so emotion as you portray in the book is such an important part now and a growing part of both uh, business per se and, for example, business again, uh, expanding into uh, new markets and new cultures, new ways of doing things. Um, what do you think are the mistakes? Tell me, what, what kind of mistakes you see leaders making on a, on a regular basis? In this area? In this um, area. Yes. Well, I mentioned one before, but it's worth bringing up again, and that is where someone... Um, a business owner or business leader thinks or is told that it's it's good to put blogs and articles and out into the market and to you know be active on social media, but without the thought. <laughs> Sounds crazy, you know, because we can all write articles about all sorts of things. In fact, I have one due tomorrow, right. um, and yet if you put things out that don't add anything new or different then you're really wasting people's time. And, you know, that's a sin these yes, days. Yes. So um, I think leaders should think, you know, twice, three times and more uh, before they write articles and, and publish them. Or I say articles could be, you know, a book. Can you imagine, David, yeah. having written books yourself, if, you know, putting a book out that hasn't been thought through well enough and now it's out there in print and, you know, somebody isn't getting any value. So that that's one thing, is putting out value-less content. Um, I think the, the more worrying mistake that I see is top executives thinking that they don't need to do these things, that because they have a marketing department, and the bigger the company, the bigger the marketing department, and they think that they can delegate all of this, including the thinking, <laughs> yes, so yes. what you end up with is junior level thinking and you know look let's face it I was a junior marketing person before I became a senior marketing leader and everything else it's great you know they love it they love feeling empowered but you can't really delegate your thinking and I say this very often but this is a huge mistake that I see executives and business leaders making where they think that they can outsource or, or just, you know, let someone more junior put things together. And, and it's not delegation in it's abdication. So now, it's a huge mistake. So you're outsourcing your thought leadership without the thought? Well, you can't. I mean, they think they can, but it doesn't work, is what I'm saying. Um, you can tell, you know, when you read some generic article or blog or press release, and you think this, this this isn't even saying anything. It's not saying anything new. And as I say, is is it rather a sin to waste people's time. Um, there is another um, 
it's not a mistake that people make because they don't know any better. Um, but they think that they have to be some amazing writer or speaker to put their thoughts down in writing or get on a stage or in front of a video camera. And it's not true because we like real people. And I, and this goes across all cultures. You know, we, we, we really enjoy getting to know people at a personal level. And we love it when people are authentic. Um, but that's exactly the thing that I find leaders um, are afraid of. So they, you know, the, the more senior they are, there's, there's a, a sort of um, trend, or not a trend, but something that, see, that happens where they, they just think, oh, you know, they can't let people down and they have to be so amazing and they get themselves so fearful that they won't actually write anything or, you know, they get very nervous before doing public speaking. Uh, whereas if they would just relax and be themselves, you know, it's counterintuitive, but they'd be more successful. Yes, and that probably is reflected in their th uh, their thoughtful pieces, because um, and in their their talks and in their the way they present themselves. We want to know the authentic leader. We want to know the real person. Um, we don't really want mass-produced uh, corporate um, um, type uh, articles and blogs, etc., mm. because they're the thing to do, the right thing to do. We much more want to find out the real person behind our leaders and who they are and how they can inspire us. Yes, well, that the, the leaders who, who do tend to inspire us are the ones that we get to know and we, we find out about not just their successes but where they've stumbled or had a failure. And, you know, we, we just think, oh, you know, they're not perfect after all and it makes us like them even more. And then we you know, that in turn makes us like their brand and their company. So that's that's how it works, but people are very afraid to do it. Well, turning this conversation a little bit more on the personal, back to you, if mm -hmm. you had no need to work for money, what would you do? <laughs> oh, a lot of things. Uh, but the thing that I really like doing is hosting people. Uh, you, you were at a recent book launch of mine and I just love having people and having them you know come and, and celebrate and have a drink and have some food I would probably run a bed and breakfast a hotel <laughs> <laughs> a retreat center or a whole resort if I could it depends how much money I had um, but that that's where things are heading because you know I really love running my events and my parties both business and personal, and I would just do that all the time. I do as much as I can now anyway, um, but I would continue to do that because it's all about people getting together and celebrating. And, and I do make a big point about this in the new book. I think, you know, life is short, <laughs> no matter what continent you live on. Uh, you really do need to enjoy, you know, everything that happens and enjoy your life as much as possible because otherwise what's the point? So I would have to stay in that in that kind of uh, industry, helping people enjoy life. <laughs> well, that is very much you, Mindy. I can say that for knowing you for for a, th a few years now, a very people-centered person. And Mindy, <laughs> this has been a really great conversation, and I I appreciate the time you've taken to do this. But just before I let you go, I have just one final question: uh -huh. What do you think is the most important quality for a real thoughtful leader 
to have to achieve success, just in a nutshell? I can give it to you in one word, which I think I summed it up in the book, intention, Ah. or two words, positive intention. Mm -hmm. So having a positive intention to achieve this, to give more to society, to give of yourself, to get to know people, it all starts with the intention. And people, all they need to do is take a step back and reflect and think, you know, would I like to be more thoughtful? And if the answer is yes, then they've already taken the first step. And I find that very exciting. Positive intention. I'm sure that's a really important tip that listeners will want to think about and develop for themselves. So that's it for today. I'd like to thank Mindy for being my guest. Thank you so much, Mindy. Thank you, David. And if you'd like to know more, please visit Mindy's website at www.thethoughtfulleader.com thethoughtfulleader.com which is also there at the links below. And listen in to more news and views on doing business in Asia at Asia Business Network Expert Series to which you can also subscribe on iTunes. So until the next time, happy listening.